Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Third Shift for the third week in a row. It's me, your host, the greatest man who's ever lived, your funky leader. It's me, it's Matt. This episode is episode 210. With me, as always, it's my good pal, Eric. He's here in person for real this time, not on a walkie-talkie, not on a radio, not on a megaphone from across the street. He's here, so we're going to start off the show like we always do and ask him, my good friend, Eric, how was your week? Hello, I am back. I went to the great southern state of Ohio to visit family and have a great old time. No, we're not doing the geographical nonsense again. It's not the great southern state. It's the midwestern <laughs> sort of northern state. Don't confuse Hunter and all those Canadians. Don't do it. Oh, all right, fine. So I went there, had a good time, hung out with family, brought the PlayStation, never touched the PlayStation, as I do every time. I don't even know why I bother, but, you know. Just always hope, you know, eh, maybe I'll get lucky. Maybe there'll be some downtime. No, 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 no. Played the hell out of some Harry Potter trivia games and whatnot with everybody there. Uh, cooked up a brisket, smoked it all day, like freaking 12, 13 hours or some crap. And then nice. sliced into that and just, whoo, hot digging at daffodils. Found a little, uh, one of those little awesome little corner shops that makes their own saltwater taffy and fudge and, and caramel apples, you know, and then has all the fresh veggies. And went in there, bought some pies, caramel apples, salt water. We did the whole nine. We're in there just eating fudge and ah, oh, pigging out like big old fatsos, drinking the pops. And nice. like I said, playing the Harry Potter stuff. And it was a good time. We had fun. Went by way too fast, as those types of things always do. Came home and got back to normal. And by normal, I mean played video games and went to work. Work part, who cares, work smirk. Video game side, though, control, boom, 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 making it happen. I am almost at the very end of the game, base game again. So probably one more playthrough, maybe two very tops. I will be done with that and able to play Foundation and then Awe, and then I will finally have completed Control yet again, and I will be happy and satisfied. <laughs> I will say, I th- like I said, I think it's one or two more players. I just went through the ashtray maze. Oh, yeah. Did yeah. that awesome freaking part. So everything's <sighs> ramped up to a nine or ten now, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm ready for it. I'm just super ready for it. I'm super wanting to see the Dr. Darling video again. I can't wait. Now I want my save to get erased so I can go do those two things all over again, too. <laughs> and like in sequence, like see that because you, mm-hmm. you can run back and do them, but that's not cool. But that's not the same as building up to the moments. Right. Just like when you get lucky and you finally find another uh, Threshold Kids video mm-hmm. and you see it sitting there and you just rub your little hands together and you go up to it and you're like, boop, what's this one? Uh-huh. Oh, I love it. I got to see just recently when I was playing this last time the uh, that everyone sits in the big chair. You know, everyone wants the big chair. <laughs> I love it. God, I love that show. I want them just to make a whole cartoon on Threshold Kids. Adult Swim could do it. It'd be super easy. They they always mm-hmm. hear weird crap. They would. So maybe Remedy needs to talk to somebody, get that something that's happening. I'll talk to him off air. So anyways, also plugged in Spellbreak because, you know, I was like, oh, Battle Royale, you know me, uh, not too big into Battle Royales, but I'll play one. Especially if it's got mages. Got in there. Had a great time. Won my first match. Thought I was so badass. Thought I was the bomb diggity. Then I went, man, it was so easy. So I went online and I went, your first match is all bots. I went, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I knew something was up. Because like I said, I went in there and I smoked these people. You know, And mm. I'm like, I'm like, eh, you know, I'm, 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 I have a natural proclivity for mages. So I'm right. like, I could see me doing decent. But no, I, I wasted these fools. <laughs> so sure enough, I went and looked and wasn't real. It was all fake. What's weird though is they give you the trophy. So I popped the silver trophy for getting first place in a match of spell break, all that. That's weird. Yeah, I'm like, why would you do that? Because it's a gimme trophy. I mean, you can lose. I get, you know, it's, you can lose, but gosh, you'd have to suck to lose. It wasn't that hard. Well, to be fair, most games, as soon as you beat the tutorial, you get a trophy. So I guess maybe that's their their tutorial trophy. It's just. Hey, you won a match if nobody. Well, I mean, but like I said, I went well, I went to the, the trophies, and it's the actual you got first place in Battle Royale Spellbreak. So that I got it. I, 
there's only like three more trophies to get and I'm done with the game. I got, <laughs> so it's like, well, that's weird. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sad about it, I guess. Cause right. now I go play a few more matches, get a couple more easy bronze and silver trophies. And you say, now you don't have to worry about it. You never have to place first ever again. Exactly. Cause I already <laughs> took care of it. So, but it is cool. I'll, I'll give it this. You get like these gauntlets. And each gauntlet can have different attributes on it, like, you know, aerial, uh, frost, fire, earth, that kind of thing. And then they have the typical upgrades, green, blue, purple, you know, legendaries. And then they up the stats. And then you got, you know, like, your your regular attacks, and then you got your big AoE kind of attack. And then you can you can um, combo them. So, like, uh, you can put up a tornado with aerial, throw in fire, and now it's a fire tornado. Nice. You know, that kind of stuff. So it's really neat. And then plus there's other basic gear you put on your chest, blah, 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 blah. And you want to upgrade, find the upgrades of those so that way people can't hurt you as much. Your potions, your mana pots, your shields, that kind of stuff. All that's there. And the landscape was really fun. It was really neat. You can jump around, fly around. I like it. You know, will I play it a bunch? Eh, probably not. Just like I said, I'm not a Battle Royale person. But I'll dabble in it a few more times until my interest fails me and then I move on. So with that being said, I played some Borderlands 3 because I was like, well, I better get in there, get the character ready, wind it up, round it up, ready to go. So I played that a bit, went and farmed a couple bosses, got rid of a whole bunch of crap in the inventory, that kind of thing. Popped off of there. And then lastly this week, Street Fighter V, you know, you got that free, it's one of your PlayStation Plus games. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I, like, I love Street Fighter, I used to love fighting games. So I went in there and downloaded it. And I played a few, a few little bit of that and playing this, and I'm like, no, this is a great game. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. But I get angry, and I don't like it. And I instantly started to feel that in a couple matches. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, no, turn this off. Not for me. I'm not going back to the world of fighting games. I can't handle it. I just can't. I get so angry. But it's so gorgeous. Mm-hmm. The characters are freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. I love them, but I just can't play them. I just can't do it. So it was nice to get in there, especially since it was free, just to – you know, remember what it was like to play fighting games and screw around with it. Yeah. Besides that, that's my week, man. It's what I did. It's all I did. I don't know if there might have been some other things. I don't know. If there were. I don't remember, <laughs> Matt, because time is weird. You know, that's all I can say. What about you? <laughs> You're right about that. For me, of course, always playing Animal Crossing New Horizons. Been watching more videos of cool island setups and like looking at my island, which I loved like two minutes before I watched the video. Then I watched the video and go, this is crap. I need to put this here and this here. I need to make it like this other island. And then like two days later, I'll go running through my place. I'm like, yeah, this is cool. I like this. But then just, you know, change villagers out, moving stuff around, doing all, you know, all the island stuff. Also played Yaxa 5 Remastered since you weren't around on Friday night. Got in a Friday night Yaxa stream. Oh man, it felt so good. Felt like I was, felt like I slipped into this nice hoodie that I'm wearing right now. Got home, just, oh yeah, it's Yaxa time. Yeah, nothing felt better than I did the story mission. It was like, hey, it's a new day. Go, go do another story mission. And it hit the map. Sub stories everywhere. Beautiful. I love it. I love not doing anything story related in those games. Just running around doing stupid stuff. I got into like a stand up routine sub story where like it's like timed and you have to respond correctly to the jokes or what he's saying. But you have to read the line and then read the responses and then choose the right one in the right time as this little icon's going across. It was wild. It was crazy. But I eventually got it, got it down good. I can't wait because there's like two or three more tiers of that one. I'm I'm going to be so horrible at it, but it's going to be fun. It's ridiculous. I love Yakuza all the time. Also been playing through some Ghost of Tsushima. Haven't streamed any because I didn't do story missions, but I just went, you know, clearing the map, doing all the side stuff, mm-hmm. all the, the busy work that we've talked about before. The game is still just breathtaking and gorgeous, though. I was like, oh, I guess I'll get in here and do the fox dens and stuff. And then five minutes later, I was climbing around on rocks and hip hopping around. And then, you know, oh, hey, I ran across an enemy base. Let me snipe everybody. Let me kill everybody. And I was just right back in it again. I was like this. I need I needed that break from it. But as soon as I got another taste of it, I was just like, yeah, feed me more. Give me more Ghost of Tsushima. Got to kill all the Mongols. Oh, yeah, so good. You better have beaten it before that dang DLC hits, because I don't know what the stipulations I'm playing is. Whenever that hits. Who knows when that's even going to be? I know, exactly. Well, you know what? Maybe Pax will tell us. Maybe it will. But maybe I'll tell you guys about another game I've been playing, which is Hunt Down. I finally beat it over this past weekend, and then it was just like all of my favorite games. As soon as I beat it, I went... I need more Hunt Down. I got to play more Hunt Down. 
And I went in there with another character, just doing it on easy mode to try and get all the secrets and find all the different things without having to stress about anything. And I found just willy nilly running around. I even put it up on Twitter found a little secret area where you find Snake Plissken. He comes flying in on his glider and he drops his gun yeah, down. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing. It's already 80s, post-apocalyptic, awesome craziness. And then they have references to that kind of stuff. Like there's there's one area where you go through a movie theater and it's all the 80s movie posters, except they're, you know, they don't have the titles, but it's all the, the artwork from the posters. I'm like, God. That game is so good. It speaks to everything that I love from the 80s and arcades and Sega Genesis type stuff. Like you, I also played Street Fighter V, except unlike you, I downloaded it. I was like, yeah, I'll play a few matches. And I played through every single character's little mini story mode. I downloaded the general story, played all the way through that. Started playing through all the arcade modes as Ken. I was like, it, 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 was, it was retro nostalgia, everything just... I love fighting games. I just haven't played them forever, other than King of Fighters just a little while ago. Oh, man, I just started eating that up. I think that was my entire Monday, was just playing Street Fighter V. It was just, it was wild. It was crazy. I just loved just bathing in that nostalgia and Hadoukens and Shoryukens and Hurricane Kicks and all the other new characters, too. I was uh-huh. like, man, I might have to get the Championship Edition upgrade for 25 bucks, but since I got the base game for free... Who cares about that? Just bloop. There you go. Now I have everything. Uh-huh. <sighs> so good. But then the last game I played was a game I was not expecting to play at all. And it was like, a, I think it was Sunday night. And I got on my PS4 and I was looking at the crossbar going, I don't know what I want to do. I just played some Ghost of Tsushima. I want a little break from that. I want to do something else. And I scrolled over to my little roguelikes folder. And I was like, I should probably play one of these because I haven't played one in a while. And it defaulted to Rogue Legacy, the last one I played. And I went, I didn't really like it when I played it last time. I just couldn't get into it. I was like, well, I'll give it one more chance, and then I'll delete it. If I don't like it, whatever, it's gone. I paid two bucks for it. Who cares? I got into it, and four hours later, I finally had to stop playing because it was one in the morning. That game sucked me in. I don't know what it is. You do have to be in a certain kind of mindset for that game, kind of like twitch action based a little bit Uh you wouldn't think it is because there's stats and your movement is kind of i don't know floaty and goofy but once i got myself in that mindset and got the timings of everything right and got you know oh i'm archmage i'm actually using my spells effectively because i can't hit with my big giant sword as well as you know the other classes i started tearing up that game every single run i was getting two and three thousand gold i was upgrading my manor all over the place now i have like six other classes to choose from all these abilities all these things to upgrade i'm upgrade i'm getting you know blueprints for armor and spells and all this other crazy stuff i love that game now it's freaking amazing and wild even when i have a bad run i'm just like nope i'm going at it again with this new character we're doing this and i'm just wrecking through it do i think i'll ever beat it probably not like all the way through and master it and you know kill the final boss no but once i got that little dose of progress and that let me go another step and another step and another step and then four steps the next time. Oh, so good. So yeah, I've been, I've been binging a lot of games over the Labor Day weekend because you can't go out and do a goddamn thing. But what you can do is also get on another video game console and play a cool game that Eric's going to tell you about right now. You can. You can play this on any of the video game consoles except for Switch, my friends. On the old PlayStation 4, soon PlayStation 5, Xbox One, soon Xbox One X, and, of course, PC. You can get it anywhere you want. It is the brand new Marvel's Avengers game. Crystal Dynamics developed it, published by Square Enix. Everyone's been waiting on this game forever and ever. It is out. And let me tell you, it's been a roller coaster with this one. Okay, early talks, people were scared. The beta didn't look so good. They were just getting people, a lot of people were upset about it. They went through, tweaked some stuff. The second uh, free playthrough, right before it launched, or the early access, whatever the hell it was. All of a sudden, people started turning around. We're like, oh, it's not, it's actually really good. Game launches, and now it's mixed again. Now there's a lot of people who are like, this is a lot of fun. It's exactly what I was hoping for. It's an action role-playing game, so get ready for that. You go ahead and you start off as Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel. Tells a really cool story about A-Day when the, uh, the Avengers all gather and everything goes wrong. They get blamed for it. They get disbanded. Bam. Warps to a few years later, five years I think it is, you find out Kamala Khan now has abilities and, of course, has become Miss Marvel. 
All of a sudden, she gets mired in this whole conspiracy. Things are going on. She wants to go get the Avengers back up and running because she finds out stuff. So that's what she sets out to do. So like I said, she's the heart of the story. As you're playing, you're going to be leveling up. And when you do that, you'll have all the different skill trees. Your basic, you know, what do you want? Better kicks, better punches, innate abilities, defense stuff, all that. You pick it as you go along. You also get gear. As I said, it's an action role-playing game, so you'll get your chest piece, your your bracelets, your gauntlets, your you know feet, etc., etc. So you want to upgrade all that to become a stronger Avenger. And then beyond that, you go ahead and use basic attack skills, beat them up stuff, you know, your punches, your kicks, your abilities to travel through this beautiful, wonderful-looking game where you get to be the superhero and do all the cool superhero stuff. And a lot of people were actually upset about one thing, which I'll explain, is you start off as Miss Kabbalah, but then as you get different characters, you're going to take over as those characters, and then you'll have to play as like Hulk for a little bit and do some missions with Hulk, and then you'll get the next character, the next character, and you'll do missions with them, and as you gather them, the different missions... You know, we'll have you playing a certain character. You don't get to pick. You play who you're told to play throughout the campaign. Now, I'm on the side of folks who are like, no, duh. That's what What did you think was going to happen? It's the Avengers. You're going to play as all the Avengers. But, of course, there's a lot of people who are like, I thought this was going to be, as I get the characters, I then choose who I want to go on my adventure with. How could you do that, though, when you have a character like Hulk who's going to run and smash and maybe has a jump? And then you have characters like Iron Man and Thor that can literally just fly around overhead. You can't balance a mission for every single type of way to play a thing. Exactly. Different missions would be super OP for other characters and it would make the game make no sense. Plus, you're telling it, the campaign's telling a story. Yeah. And so when it's telling a story, it needs you to be invested and care about said character for a particular story, plot, whatever device is going on. So I just thought that was a no-brainer, but apparently... Not so. Some people were upset about that. They just thought they were going to pick their character and go through. Now, when you're in the end game, because everybody, another point of contention here, this is going to supposedly be a games as a service. They want it to be Destiny-like. So at the end, you're going to do raiding and end game boss fights, things like that. You're going to get one to four players on. You're going to go do dungeons or whatever the equivalent is of all those. And you're going to continue to do this, upgrading your gear, getting better stuff, getting all your abilities, obviously. And uh, there's tons of cosmetics, so you'll be able to find those and make your Avenger look exactly how you want. And as I said, post-game, you do get to pick the Avenger you want to play as and play through these different missions and play through the raids, etc. So it does have all that, but you have to go through the campaign doing that with friends or solo. But here's one negative. It's that typical, are you on certain missions? Oh, you can't play with other people. This is a solo mission only. So now you both have to leave, go do your own thing, come back, and you can do a mission or two together, and then it's back to so. And it's confusing and disjointed and strange to me. I don't know why games would do that. If you don't want to allow people to play together all the time for a camp through a campaign, I'd say just, just make it a solo campaign, and then post-campaign, that's when you open up your multiplayer functionality. Right. Because it's just so irritating. Uh, Monster Hunter Monster Hunter World did that too, where, oh, you, you didn't find this creature yet or do this part, so you can't play with anybody until you've got to that part. Super annoying, takes you out of the game, just frustrates you. I wish they wouldn't have done that, because I was, you know, I'm interested in this game, and I'm still thinking about picking it up and checking it out. But when I hear that it's all disjointed that way through the campaign, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I guess. I mean, if I just ran it maybe and just played the campaign and call it a day, that won't be so bad. But anywho's, you got the gist of it. You're going to play as all the different Avengers. They're all there. Captain America, Hulk, Iron Man, Thor, Miss Marvel, etc. Black Widow, Hawkeye, all of them. And you got tons of cosmetics, tons of upgrades to find. The game itself does look beautiful. Everything seems to play just fine. I hear there's some hitching issues and that and whatnot here, but I'm assuming those will probably all be gone when PlayStation 5 and the next-gen stuff hits. So if you don't want to deal with any of that, maybe wait on this one. But if you want to get right on in, if you got the Pro or whatever, it does look dang good. And the campaign from all reports is pretty fun and heartfelt. And Miss Kamala apparently kind of carries the whole thing through. So, I don't know. Something to check out, folks. Maybe you'll like it. What about you, Matt? Well, my release this week is something that came absolutely out of nowhere. I was looking. I was like, oh, Sony seems to be trending on Twitter. What's that? And it was people saying, oh, release the price of your PS5. But in the middle of that, there was a tweet from Sony saying, hey, guys, want to go back into Amalur? And I went, I do. What? What? What is this? 
and they said Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning is out now. And I went, what, what is this even? Th- I didn't even know this was a thing. Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning is out now as of the 8th. If you don't know what Kingdoms of Amalur is, it was one of my absolute favorite RPGs of the 360-slash-PS3 era. Total single-player RPG. The best way people used to describe this game is it's Skyrim, but with God of War combat. So if you liked if you like big open world RPGs like Skyrim, Oblivion, you know anything like that, but you're sick of just it's weird clunky combat. You're like swinging your sword. No, this this is the solution for it. This has like that old school God of War combat, fast, big weapons, flashy moves, awesome spells. I I don't know how to describe it better than that. It's Skyrim or Oblivion meets God of War in all the best ways, and now it's been remastered. A little bit. I'll get into that later. And it's out now for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. But the original game, I have so many good memories of this game because it is a giant open world. But what I appreciate is everywhere you go, every main quest, every main town, every section of the main quest you had to do, the whole story was fleshed out. It was really interesting, really either unique or like the quest lines went on for a long time and you did lots of really memorable things in them. Like you start off humans and the elves and the dwarves against this big like evil fae, evil fae race, but the fae's are immortal. So anytime they die, they just get resurrected again. So it's this giant endless war that all the mortal races are going to lose. But you come back as you're a soldier who's died and gets resurrected by this machine. So now you've like cut the ties of fate and you can change everyone else's fates. So even though, you know, everyone's fated to lose with your help, you can change the the ways of fate, you can kill those evil fae creatures, you can kind of bring bring hope back to the world and fight off the evil. So that's the grand overarching plot. When you get out of the intro area, you got like four different nodes to go to. And like I said, each place you go, it's totally unique. All the people you meet there have really awesome stories. One that really stuck out with me that I will remember forever is you go to get these fae people on your side, like good fae people, and their whole society is based around like reliving their legends because, again, they're all immortal. So your life, you grow up, you're like the reincarnation of this legendary hero. And so they put together his legendary quests so everyone can see them and learn from them. It's not just a story. It's something real that everybody goes through. Hmm. And these bad fae people come in and screw that up. So it's you trying to fix their lore and their history and teaching them, you know, what it means to kind of break out of their shell and this rigid routine and try and get them into the fight too. It's such a rich story in this big giant open world. And then on top of that, the combat, like I said, it's fast, it's fluid. One thing I really appreciate is in most RPGs, you have your dedicated classes. Uh If you're this class, you're going to use these weapons and these abilities. But in Kingdoms of Amalur, you can kind of mix and match all over the place. If you pick up some chakrams, which are, I think, generally for mages, but you really love them and you want to just skill into chakrams and all those cool abilities when you're mainly a rogue, you can totally do that. If you start off with a big old giant sword and you're a big old buff dude, but you look in the spell tree and you're like, man, that one sounds really awesome. Bloop, put some spell points in there, and now, now you can mix and match your classes all over the place. You can do that, and then the combat is actually fun. No matter what class you are, the spells are awesome. The big melee weapons are awesome. You get big giant hammers and huge swords. I remember I was a rogue with these awesome poison blades, and they had these big flashy poison effects, and you could sneak around and backstab people. You could pickpocket anybody in the game. All the kind of crazy stuff you love in a big open world game, it's all there and the combat's good, and the story's really good, and it's really memorable. I would say the only bad things about the game itself is it's a big open world, so there's quests everywhere. So it's one of those games where if you take like a week off because you go on vacation, you're going to come back and go, I don't know what to do. Look at all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's the only bad thing about the base game. For the remaster here, the only bad thing is it's sort of not really a remaster. It looks basically the same as the old game. Like they've touched up some textures. The frame rate's kind of locked in at 60, so that's good. But everything else kind of looks as you remember it, which isn't that bad because this is one of the more colorful big open world games. You think big open world games is brown and it's gray. Mm-hmm. Here, when you go into those forests or the Feylands, they're so beautiful and colorful and there's bloom effects on everything. It looks like really like nothing else. So it's a really unique experience. Maybe the remaster isn't what we've been expecting from remasters for the last few years, but it has all the DLC. And then 
most intriguingly and kind of interesting to me is not only do they have the remaster out, it comes with all the DLCs, but the developers have said, yeah, we're also working on a brand new DLC for this remaster. Oh, nice. So if you loved Kingdoms of Amalur, the base game, get this because you will get another expansion to it, what, eight, eight, nine years later, whenever it does come out? Freaking wild. I love Kingdoms of Amalur. You can probably hear it in my voice. I'm excited. I'm like, I'm all over the place because I can't wait to get my hands on it. If you're in the market for a really long, open world, super detailed, fun combat, single player RPG you just want to sink hundreds of hours into, this is the game for you. It's definitely the game for me. Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning. It's out now for all the things, except for Switch. Go get it. Oh, support the developers. I want more of this. I want more DLCs. Give, give me all the Amalur. Well, of course, it's uh, THQ Nordic. You know, they bought it back up, so mm-hmm. maybe they're gauging interest, too, with this remaster. But I, I will say, before we move on, I I am sad. I really was hoping that a remaster was going to be like, we really juiced it up, really yeah. put some nice crank into this thing and got it going. That's That's what I wanted, because guess what, folks? I never played the other one. Never played it. Oh, it was always, oh, I'm going to, oh, I want to play that. I want to play that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Never did. And then I was like, oh, a remaster? Perfect. This is, this is it. And then I was like, oh, they didn't actually really remaster. It's just the original. And I'm like, yeah, but old is old. I got all these new shinies to play and new shinies I'm supposed to do. I was a little bamboozled because that revealed tweet, there was like a, maybe a 10 second loop of, of animation. And I was like, cool. And I, I tried to squint at my phone and I was like, it looks good. But then once you see it in action, action, they cherry picked some really good looking spots. And I mean, the base game doesn't look bad, but it looks like a game from eight years ago. So I still can't recommend it highly enough because it's just the story is so good and everything you do is so fun. There's so many big set pieces in the story. And then the fact that the combat you have in those set pieces is so much fun rolling around everywhere, dodging, throwing off spells and cool abilities. God, I loved it. Well, you know, speaking of eight years old and speaking of fun, Matt, you're going to tell us all about some beautiful shift codes for Borderlands 2. I I know you're itching for this. You've been waiting for the moment, and it's time to do it. That was the perfect segue. Eight years ago, bam, 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 it's perfect. (laughs) We got shift codes for Golden Keys at Borderlands 2, so hit up the Twitter, the Red, the forums, the Instagram, hit up your preferred shift code provider, and get yourself some free loot in a fantastic game that's out now on literally everything. Literally every platform Everywhere. you could ever dream of. And it's probably been given away for free on almost every platform to this point. So if you don't have it, you're a goon. You're a crazy person. You're yes. some kind of sea creature who's never stepped out of the ocean and doesn't yet understand that the internet's real and that computers are a thing and video game consoles are a thing. That's it. There's no other way. It's possible. They've handed this game to you on platters over and over again. No excuses. And of course, as well as with no excuses, you know they ain't got no excuse not to have patch notes this week, Matt. That's right. And they didn't They didn't let us down. They didn't give us no excuse. They brought it up, and it's here. We got them. Brand new DLC. Cool little additions. Oh, what, what, what got you going here, Matt? Is anything, anything exciting? What's happening? There's one thing that got me going because, well, I, I will say when I first read the patch notes, I went, okay, okay. And then my ears perked up because it said, oh, the Beastmaster skill, whichever, whichever it is. And then it said, has been altered to make sure when you use Rack Attack. And I went, thumbs down, Magoo. No, no, who uses Rack Attack? That's for jobbers and jabronis. But there is one thing in here that saved it because they added in a bunch more SDU upgrades, the storage deck upgrades for a lot of the weapons. And I looked through and I was like, because they listed off a few and I went, is assault rifles in there? And I looked right before the show and I went, yeah, it is. So my OPQ system, I can carry around million bullets for that. Never even have to switch weapons ever again, which I was just playing right before the show, using that and going, oh man, I'm out of bullets. What other guns do I even have? I don't even know because this one is so good. Now it doesn't matter. I can get, carry even more bullets. Just, it's perfect. Just run with it forever. It'll never end. Yes. Yes. I was I was excited to see this, but I was also terribly sad, Matt, because, of course, I had to start my whole game over and go fresh. <laughs> so I finally get to max level. I'm finally uh-huh. up here, and I've almost got all of them all upgraded. And now this. Now, mm-hmm. now I have to do more money, more bullcrap to get these freaking added SDUs so I can be done with them. Never ends. It's never going to end. Uh, good times, that. Good times. So besides the SDUs, which I am appreciative of, but of course sad, 
I saw that the drowning in brass for the gunner has been improved so that it is both arms that take advantage of said activity instead of only the left arm. Awesome, great. More reasons to play as Moe's and have a great time. And, of course, what we're going to talk about a little bit later is uh, the, you know, DLC drop. That's out. It's out, everybody. And it snuck up on me. Okay? Because we had that weird, funky episode the other week because I was going to go visit family. And then, I don't know, time has just, like I said, been really weird for me. And it was just like yesterday. I was like, are you guys ready? Are you ready? And I'm like, "Um, uh, what am I ready for? What's going on? Oh, yeah. It's time. DLC 4, Psycho Creek. And I went, oh, my God. It's out. Holy, oh God, what? I gotta, what? I'm going camping this weekend. Oh man, I gotta figure this out. I gotta play. So here we are. We got it. It's out. And everyone's talking about it. Everyone's having a good time. But of course, hey, I was at that one place. What do they call that work? Yeah, I was at that place. And then my soul was drained. And then I got home and I was like, maybe I can get it downloaded in time. Clickety clack, clickety clack. No, it wasn't downloaded in time. So hey, I'm here. I didn't get a chance to play it. <laughs> So I'm going to shoot us out of this ship like on a big old bullet, like a psycho riding a bullet. By giving some initial impressions of the DLC, I played about 45 minutes to an hour of it right before the show here because my internet has been notoriously slow and it took me a long time to download it. I will say, first thing, uh, music's awesome. Obviously, that's old news by now. All the DLC music has been amazing. When I was rocking and rolling and killing psychos, there was one moment where I was just like, holy, holy crap. And I, I sat there, not shooting anything, and I was like, yeah, yeah, this is it. And then I ran around even more hyped up. So that's awesome. I will say, I love that it doesn't waste your time. It gets you right into it, right into the action and into the story. You go in, you're like, oh, what's going on here? Boom. Hey, I'm me. He's him. This is what we're going to do. Let's go. Go into the first memory right now. And I'm like, Sweet. No John jacking around, no big long, oh man, hey, I seem to be Sane Creek, and I don't know about this guy, he maybe is an instant, no, it's just boom, boom, here you go, get in, run around, kill a bunch of stuff, and then the other awesome thing is the first, You, I wish we could play together, because you are going to love that first memory style, you know, we talked about on the, you know, the little reveal trailer last week that we're both a little bit disappointed, because it looked just like Borderlands, mm-hmm. when that first door opens, and you see the first memory theme i look i was like yeah oh <laughs> this is it and i was like man i can't wait for friday to hear eric go holy sh- dude this is awesome oh it looks great but i can't hear it but it does look awesome it's great my only beef with it so far is the first memory is the cov enemies memory where you're running through fighting all the cov when you do see all the cov buildings and the cov characters and the blood and guts type theme it does kind of all mush together into this reddish brown you know the cov enemies are all red and brown uh-huh. and the cov buildings are all red and brown and the the blood and the bones are all red and brownish so it kind of like it took me a minute like there was some times where i was like there's an enemy over here i see the the bar and the name on my on my hud but i can't i don't see him where and he was you know like half ducked behind a post so it was just like Roof. I don't know. That's my only beef with it so far is I wish the colorful enemies were in the brown stage and or the colorful stage was with the brown enemies. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But other than that, I've been having a ball so far. It's a lot of fun. Of course, Krieg is there yelling out crazy stuff. Oh, there was one. I was going to say it on the show, but I, I, I forgot it by now. So oh, when I run man. through it again, oh, it was... Oh, I remember what it was. Oh, man, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. There, I just cheered myself up. (laughs) Maybe I'll title the episode with the line, so it'll be the one episode that doesn't have the line in it. So there you go. Perfect. Now, I did watch the official launch trailer, at least, you know, today, this morning and stuff, and I saw Torg in there, and I'm very, very happy, okay? Because... I want to see more of him, and I saw him as some weird-looking crazy thing, so I don't know if he's playing a bad guy of some kind or something, but he's there, and so I'm, oh, I'm awesome. stoked. Wherever he's at in there, I can't wait. I didn't see that part, but ooh, that was the other thing that I did. I got to the first mini-boss, or the first boss fight, and that was so well done and super cool and funny. Oh, man, it was, it was really good. Once you get to that, you will definitely appreciate it, but... The the writing in that made my day. It got it got a big laugh and a big chuckle out of me, which 
not a lot of stuff does just in general. And I was just like, this, this is it. This is good. Can't wait to play it. Unfortunately, like I said, I couldn't. I'm super stoked. And I was hoping to play together. But alas, it just isn't in the cards. You know, these, these things aren't lining up. Unless, of course, we wait a whole week to play. But that's ridiculous. Hey, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to wait a whole other week. Because then we'll be on here next week going, yeah, I bet that game's DLC is still pretty cool. I wonder what it's like. <laughs> but see, we get a free pass next week. Because coming up this week... In two days, Gearbox is doing the PAX Online. We could hold it off another week, and then everybody would be like, dude, we're so over Psycho Creek, dude. It was like so last week. All I want to hear you guys <laughs> talk about is the stuff they announced at PAX, which, mm-hmm. hey, Eric, PAX is coming up in like two days. Did you know that? What do you, uh, what do you, what do you think they're going to talk about? Okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is another one that was like, what? It's going on. You're like, oh yeah, PAX, brother. <laughs> got PAX online. You go, oh, yeah, it's gonna be we're announcing games, things are happening. I went, Oh. When I don't understand when this happened. When this come up. I didn't yeah. I don't recall any of this. Where have I been? I listened to podcasts all day. And I have not heard anything about this. So first off, I am flubbergusted about what the hell happened and how this came about. Secondly, Gearbox is gonna be there and they've already announced they're talking about Borderlands you know, what their plans are for Borderlands 3. Mm-hmm. So a conversation we had a couple of weeks back about where we think they're going to go with uh, Borderlands 3 and what's going to be happening. Well, since they're coming to PAX and actually talking about it, I've got to assume they've got more content. Mm-hmm. So it it definitely isn't going to be the one alternate reality we decided that might happen where they just kind of go cold case on it for a while and then come later with some DLC. Nope. Looks like we're getting another season of some kind or at least some form of, you know, active fun DLC, something they want to come on PAX and talk about. So that part I was excited to hear, and I just wonder what the hell it's going to be, though. That's going to be the big thing. Season 2 entirely or just something smaller, you know? Yeah, because they did specifically say in the announcement last week, it's like the future of Borderlands or what's coming next for Borderlands. And since they dropped the DLC today... They can't go in and say, oh, hey, guys, the DLC is coming. Mm-hmm. So there has to be something. So I'm thinking well, I'm going to wash all the expectations and hopes and dreams out of my head. And I'm just saying roadmap. That's all I want to see. Because mm-hmm. I want to see what they did, you know, the last PAX or the last what was it, PAX East or West event. They had a little roadmap up on the screen. And it was like March, April, May, June. I just want to see that. If I see that, I'm going to be happy. What do I think it could be? I'm thinking it's going to be seasonal events and... Maybe a Guardian takedown, you know, the little sprinkling of the stuff that they do between big announcements. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, I feel like that's what we're going to get. But if I at least get that, I'm going to be super happy. I like it. Now, anything at this point for me, I'm super happy with. I don't really have any expectations for it, like what I think is going to happen anymore. But I, I suspect you're going to probably be right. I think we're going to get some kind of takedown action that's going to be like soon coming. And then they're going to give like a roadmap of, when they plan to release a season two. I don't think it's going to be right away, though. I think it's going to be a ways off, yeah. but they're going to show you like a little, hey, don't worry, in the future we do have another season coming. And that's going to be awesome. Now, what I hope, and this is where the only hope I have, is that they've got a big old restructure for PlayStation 5 and the new Xbox. So they're going to be, hey, and for Borderlands 3, if you own it, it's a free upgrade, up upped everything to the new system, all yours for free if you own Borderlands 3. And it's going to be gorgeous and even more beautiful than it already is. And I'm excited to see that. And I totally forgot about that. But watching the Ubisoft conference that they had earlier today, I think they mentioned that at least two or three times. Hey, it's a free upgrade if you got this. I feel like everyone else is doing it. So many other companies, so many other games are getting the free upgrade, you know, enhanced version stuff. And for something like Borderlands 3, that's perfect. I mean, if you can get the enhanced edition, and then that'll make you play through it again, because you pick up your old character, sheesh, no, you're going to start a new character and see everything over again with fresh eyes and fresh HD textures and ray tracing and all these things I don't even understand. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect idea, and I'm glad you mentioned it, because I would have forgotten about it. I was thinking about it earlier. I was like, this, I want a roadmap, and I want this. Those are the two things I want. I think we're going to get it. I'm pretty sure we're going to get it. I just feel it in the air. But of course... There's so much more at PAX coming, okay? Now, I did take a peek, and it appears like some of the bigger players will not be there. 
So I was like, oh, okay, because I was originally going to come on here and go, well, I'm sure that's where they'll probably, you know, Xbox already announced their their new Xbox Series S, the release dates, all that. It was it wasn't supposed to happen, but it did. And then I was like, well, Sony will probably wait for PAX. This is PAX Online, I guess. But then I heard that Sony's not going to be there, so it means I guess that we won't hear the PAX, you know, that PAX about the Sony release. So there's that. And then uh, a couple other big players weren't there, and I was like, okay, well, what the hell? Hmm. What's going to be here? And I'm like, I don't know. But I do know, keeping in the gearbox wheelhouse, that, of course, Tribes of Midgard and Godfall are going to be there. Now, do you think this is where Godfall gives us a really big scoop and then the release date? Because do you think Sony will have already, before this happens this weekend, announced? Or are they still going to have to be, you know, pulling it back? And you think Sony's going to wait till after this PAX event? Especially with Xbox already having released its release dates, prices, everything. I feel like since they've done that, Sony can just hang out, even though people are, are you know, all all up in arms about it. So I feel like for Godfall, I think we're going to see the next jump. we got to see some big, long gameplay, like a whole stage maybe, mm-hmm. like into a boss With fight. With a boss fight and actually a little clip of story or something. Depending on how long their segment of the show is, I feel like that's the perfect opportunity to be like, hey, here we're going to run you through the first scene or the tutorial area or something. I feel like that's what we're going to see here, but if PS5 doesn't announce something like tomorrow on a Friday, I think it's just going to be like, yeah, we're still coming holiday 2020. I don't know. I would love for Sony to do it because it's been release of Palooza, news of Palooza all this week, but I feel like they're not going to do that, so Godfall's not going to do that either. I'm saying that stinks, you know, if that is the case, because I'm, I'm hoping we get the release date and everything announced here, like you said, tomorrow and we pull on the weekend and all the games that are going to be at PAX then have the ability to give the release dates and, and that they're going to be on the PlayStation 5 or et cetera and all this other good stuff. Because honestly, like I said, I was looking at the PAX online thing and it's like a ton of indies, a ton of uh, like stranger developers that I'm, you know, that I've some I've seen, some I've heard of, but nothing that's like, oh, oh, it's them. They got this and this and this and this. So I'm like, well, where's the big hitters here? What are they even going to talk about? Especially if PlayStation doesn't reveal anything, so they still have to go, hey, uh, well, we got this game coming at the end of the quarter. Okay, cool. Coming in the launch window. Here we go. Yeah, that's that's at this point that's just lame, you know. So I'm, I'm like, please don't do that. Please, Sony, don't screw these poor sons of guns over. I want to hear more, and of course, I want to hear a lot more about Travis and Midgard. You know, been following them, watch them. They put up the cool little question, like I've said before, every week. What you think's better? Mm-hmm. Always checking that out. But I want to see some real, like you said, once again, gameplay. I want to get in there and see a big old clip. Of the beginning of the story, what the hell's going on, you leveling up, getting some gear, getting things, and how that's all going to work and function, and how smooth or not smooth or whatever it's all going to be. That's what I want to see. I I got my fingers crossed that we're going to get it. We know they're both there, and they've been advertised as you know having some cool stuff to show. I hope that's what it is. I definitely hope so, too. Again, Tribes of Midgard is in that what Godfall was just like a month ago stage for me. Well, it looks cool, but I need to see more. I want, or not that I need to see more, but I want to see more. Mm-hmm. I want to know how this whole world's going to work. I want to know how the game itself is going to play. Well, on the yeah, the, the meat and potatoes. You yeah. know, I want to see what the longevity of this game is going to be. Is it going to be we run through once or twice and it was fun and cool, or is it going to be a Diablo type where we just grind and have fun, drunken nights over and over and over, doing cool, fun levels, getting the rare drops, having a good time with it. Definitely. And then on top of that. We have two Gearbox published games showing up. I want to see little hints and drops and teases because here's here's the two big dogs about to come running over the hill. Uh-huh. Well, what what else is chasing after them? They've done a pretty good job of like slowly drip feeding their stuff out. Right when the last few things launched, it was not too long before we started seeing stuff about Godfall or developers they partnered with. So I'm hoping maybe maybe if you have a little Gearbox. You know, publishing panel, you get like a, a cool Godfall video, like Tribes of Midgard video, and then maybe, you know, pop up a couple more little like developer icons on a screen saying, hey, stick around. We're going to show you more from these guys in a few months. Something like that. Some kind of tease on that front, too. So keep the publishing arm going, basically, and give you the next few drip yeah. drops. I'm down with that. Well, with all these indies showing up and whatnot, that's definitely not out of the question. They might be there getting published by Gearbox, showing off some cool stuff. Yeah, true. I'm always down for that, but, you know, I don't think this is going to happen, so I don't want to get anybody pumped up. You know, we're usually wrong anyway, so take it all with a grain of salt. But 
I want to see uh, a new title from Gearbox. You know, it can be, it can still be a year, two years out. And I know they're supporting, they're still in the middle of supporting Borderlands 3. But we know they got Brothers in Arms that's going on. It's not hidden. Mm-hmm. It's not a secret. They've talked about it. We know that there's another secret project that's just been dangled and dangled with. Gotta have 1v1, dude. I know. That's What's what that I mean. Project out? 1v1. What's that going to become? What is it? What's it getting tied into? Or is it a singular game all of its own? I don't know. We've talked so many times about it, and it's never never been there. Remember when we thought it would be the multiplayer part of Borderlands 3? Hey, yeah, we did. Weird, like, I still think off. it's possible, dang it. I still think it's possible. Add a card game in, and away you go. Maybe that's the future of Borderlands 3. That's what's coming. Next. That's what they're going to show. It's the 1v1 add I'd break my brain. It'd be awesome. Be awesome. <laughs> There's so many possibilities. Uh, and I'm just, I'm hoping we see something. And honestly, you know, I know their first person shooters are their bread and butter. They've always done it. But I'd love to see a Gearbox title that's like out of their wheelhouse. You know what I mean? Like, kind of like, uh, Kill Zone over the horizon. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Just totally break out and do something really cool. Cause, you know, they got a lot of fun storytellers with goofy stories and crazy things going on. They know how to do fun and colorful. They know how to do serious. We've seen both sides of it. I really think they could do a really cool ARPG or a really cool third person type game. I, I kind of want to go for the RPG side just because yeah, that's my that's my wheelhouse. Uh-huh. That's what I love more than anything. And also because the uh, third person open world is, I don't want to say oversaturated because, hey, if you like those types of games, to hell with it. You know, play them, have fun. But mm-hmm. there's a shit ton of them, let's be honest. They're all over the place. That's what everybody makes constantly. So mm-hmm. I kind of am like, yeah, well, you stick over in this AR- RPG thing. Tell me a story, Gearbox. Tell me a really cool story. And I think they can do it. And I want to see it. Yeah, speaking of cool stories, I would like just, I mean, bro- the last Brothers in Arms game was a cool single-player story. They had a multiplayer component, but that wasn't the focus. And that was a long, emotional, like, you know, serious war story. Mm-hmm. We love Borderlands. We love the goof humor in that. I would like to see them go back to something, and if it's Brothers in Arms, I'm pretty sure they would do it this way, but something really dark and serious. Uh They're really good at the laughs and the goofs. Not that I don't like the laughs and the goofs, but I want one project that's no laughs, no goofs. Just a really deep, meaningful story. I'm stealing it from you, Matt. I'm taking it. I want a serious story, too, but I want an RPG. So, you know what? Boom, give it to me. That's fine. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, near near Autonoma, you know? Something dark and really cool and strange and uh, bizarre like that. Perfect. You know, I think Gearbox has it in them to pull it off. And we're waiting to see Gearbox post up that beautiful news for us this weekend. But we got to tell you where it is, when it is, right? I don't know. Is it maybe September 12th through the 20th? Uh, this year? Yeah? It's crazy. How long do we got to wait to hear from Gearbox? What day is Gearbox doing their thing, Matt? I don't know. Do you? I thought you knew because you, you, you hit the date right on. It's going to be on the 12th at 1245 p.m. Pacific time. So I don't know, 6 in the morning Eastern time. I don't, I don't know how to do math. It's too much. What's Pacific time? I don't live in the Pacific Ocean. Mm-hmm. What do you want from me? I hear it's orange and crazy and ashes falling and they're hell. It's a hellish landscape. So why would I ever go over there? It's crazy. I wouldn't set my clocks to that time. <laughs> no. But you can find that at twitch.tv slash packs. Also check it out, twitch.tv slash gearbox official. I definitely saw some stuff saying it will definitely be there. Probably a co-stream type of thing. You can probably find the the archive there as well once that's done. So definitely check that out. What I said last week, you weren't here to talk about it. How long is this panel going to be? Nobody said a gosh golly word, and it starts at a 45-minute time frame. Is it a 15-minute thing? Is it 30 minutes, 45 minutes? Somebody's going to tell me. It's a mystery to us all. (laughs) Is there something on the calendar? Gosh darn it. It's going to be nuts. It's crazy that they're right there in the front end opening this sucker up, because as I told you, it does go to the 20th, so there's going to be days upon days of this thing. See, that blew my mind. I saw they were going to be there on the 12th, and I was like, oh, it's going to be like a two-day thing. What, a whole week? Eight eight days? What? And Everything, everything this whole year, especially these last two it's, weeks, it's is just surprise, surprise, surprise. Here it is. There it is. And I told you this when this all started, and I stuck to it, and I believe it, and it has happened. These, it's crazy. There's so much, so many games, so many things. And I, I'm, I appreciate it. I love it. I can't keep up with it. But because of all the online stuff, it sucks because I'm missing so much. Yeah. And I feel sad because, you know, usually we can watch the events and I sit here for three hours straight just watching and watching and watching. Mm-hmm. And I get it all crammed into my face and I walk away and I go, okay, 
I crammed it all in my brain. But now they're like, no, here's this thing, but you missed it because you're at work. Oh, here's this thing at this time, but you missed it because you're at work. Or you were taking a poop and you missed the other thing. Oh, my God. And then I got to hope that some of the game places tell me, you know, the IGNs of the world, et cetera. But they only do for the big budget, big market stuff. And then you miss so much. I was going to say the Ubisoft forward stuff. I never would have known except I just like checked the trending tab on Twitter and I was like, UB forward. What's that? Click. Oh, it's some Ubisoft game reveal thing. I would have had no idea versus like you said, when it's E3, okay, E3 is these three days. We're going to sit down on those three days. As soon as I get home, put Twitch on. Okay, there it is. There it is. There it is. I miss that one, but I know that's the one conference I have to go look for. And you do it right after hours. Now it's just like, it's just like the announcement tweets that we keep getting that are just mm-hmm. really nearly all bloop, over the place. Bloop, 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 it's bloop, crazy. But I'm like, I can't keep up. I don't know what's happening. Oh my God. So it's crazy. It's, it's awesome, but it's too much. Slow down, video game world. Okay. I got too much to do right now. Don't, don't overstress me with too many more games. All right. Thank you. So we don't want to get stressed by them, but we do want you guys to stress us out by sending us all the things that you were expecting from the Gearbox show. So when you hear it tomorrow and the Gearbox show is the next day, get on the email, thirdshiftme at gmail.com. Get on the Twitter at thirdshiftme. Get on the Facebook, find us under Third Shift. Tell us what you're looking forward to, what you expect to happen, what actually happened because we probably won't see it because it'll bombard us and we'll be all crazy because I'll be at work or I might be home. I don't know what time is, but check us out there and let us also know any kind of questions, comments, concerns, any kind of feedback at all do that via any of those three channels. It's great. You can go check us out on those any three channels that he just talked about or and either or you can go over to Patreon where we treat it like a little old tip jar. You like what you hear, like what we're doing. You want to keep us afloat, keep us out of that ocean and becoming a goon who doesn't know what the hell the internet is or anything else. Hey, throw us a buck, two bucks, three bucks, any kind of bucks. It helps us out, keeps the lights on. Very much appreciate it. All of you who have done it in the past, present, and the future, I say thank you. We here at Third Shift say thank you. If you don't have the bucks, though, we totally understand. You can go ahead and give us that mailbag question. Give us comments and stuff, just like Matt's always asking about. Throw us some likes, some uh, subscriptions, some follows over there on Twitch. Five-star ratings on the iTunes. You guys know the rigmarole here. There's so many ways you can help us help you. Here at Third Shift. You can help us the most by checking out the very next episode, which will drop on the 17th of September. You can find that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services. Because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it. We do. We appreciate that. We appreciate a five-star rating over on iTunes. You know, you consider going over there and doing that, that'd be great. And if you don't, Maybe someday you're going to fall in the ocean and you're not going to like it. You know what I mean? Just saying. And with that not very thinly veiled threat, there's nothing else to say but don't forget to say. Shut up and sit down.